0: I remember back in the 90s when I was a kid with my little nine inch TV with the VCR, my little karaoke machine, and just jamming out in front of my mirror. I had my cousins come over and we would record music videos. So I was like one of those kids.
1: Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo.
2: And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Native Lights is a place for Native folks to tell their stories, share their gifts and purpose. And uh, Cole and I have the great honor of chatting with Native people from around Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's one of my life joys. And today we are going to talk a bit more about the arts and family life. I don't know if you heard last week's conversation, but we're kind of continuing along that conversation because last week we talked with Sam Sochi Sampson, and now this week we're talking with his partner, Fawn Sampson. Nice. Vaughn Sampson is from the Leech Lake Nation. She's a mom and partner and was born and raised in Minnesota. She graduated from Bemidji State University, double majoring in American Indian Studies and visual arts, with an emphasis in jewelry and medals. Mm. Always a lover of the arts, Fawn has always found a way to support and lift up voices of artists. And she works at the University of Minnesota Extension Center for Community Vitality as the American Indian Leadership and Civic Engagement Liaison. Owa. And most recently, she assists her husband, Sam Sochi, whom we talked with last time, in the organization of his arts and his artwork too. So that's pretty cool. And they create graphics and beaded projects and hey, hey, dreams of starting their own business. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm excited. And we met her through New Native Theater a few years ago. So I'm really excited to chat with her. And oh, here she is. Hello. Boujou
0: Fawn. Bonjour. Fun. Bonjour. My name. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Um, good. So I was taking a nap and then I like flew up from the couch thinking I like missed. <laughs> so I, I was like, you should go fix your hair. I'm like, shut up. Oh man. <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> Thanks. I
2: used to brush today. <laughs> That's a big deal. Right? I have not. So
0: Usually know. I just like run my fingers through it. <laughs> It's too long. I need to chop it off. But. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Other than that. Brushing it hair. is. You can get all it, sweaty. It is. And then I, <laughs> I managed trying to run around, chase my toddler and brush his hair. That's another task you mm. have.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. My, uh, Marvin's hair is as long as mine. And so every morning it's just like, beauty's pain. <laughs> beauty's <laughs> pain, little guy. <laughs> but yeah, it takes a while. So, Fawn, can you please introduce yourself?
0: Sure. My name is Fawn Sampson. I am a member, enrolled member of the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe, and I currently live in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, where I just recently moved, bought a house, so stuck here in the north. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh. I was living in the Twin Cities for the last, I want to say, four years, and then Chicago before that, so um, back to rural living. Um, mm-hmm. I work for the University of Minnesota Extension, mm-hmm. Um, I've been at the university since 2017, um, but I also am an artist, self-proclaimed artist, <laughs> as most yeah. of us probably would say we are, um, in a lot of different areas. Um, my, I like to say a jack of trades, master of none. I graduated a degree in jewelry and metals, and people are like, well, what's that? about? I'm like, I don't know, it's just something that I knew nothing about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so I have some skills in soldering and you know some molds and figuring out how to make jewelry and things like that so Great. yeah that's so cool Thought a little bit about me <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you uh, you talked about a little bit with the new house but how are you and your family doing during the pandemic
0: it's been a wild ride for sure we didn't want to leave the twin cities um so quickly because um of sam's career so my husband sam soji samson is um, a performing artist, a visual artist, and he's been doing that his whole life. So mm. COVID hit, and then just everything stopped. Yeah. Mm. So it was a little stressful. I would say it was the most time we've spent together in all the years that we've dated. <laughs> <laughs> and we still love each other very much. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's a good
1: test. It's a good test. For I sure.
0: know. <laughs> yes, yes. No, and, you know, after just being in the cities and just the stress of, um, you know, the murder of George Floyd and this, Mm -hmm. the twin cities and the riots and just a lot of things and me working from home. I was like, I need to be closer to family. My mental health kind of declined. So it's had its ups and downs. And then I wasn't planning on buying a house in the pandemic either, but, you know, housing rates are really good (laughs) for a mortgage and a class. And I was like, Hey, I'm in a better situation to buy a house than I thought I was. So, and then here we are. Um, and we have this dream of owning our own like, small like print shop and doing screen printing together. Him and I do a lot of collaborative pieces and work together. I'm more the bossy one, and I just make him do all my ideas. <laughs> 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 so now that we have this nice space with the garage, we can actually set up, set up our shop now. When we lived in the Twin Cities loft, we had it set up in our, our dining or kitchen area. Oh, so, my um, nice. little sweatshop, which is really fun. <laughs> so I really hope to get back into that. Yeah, hope to get back <laughs> into that. Um, and it, you know, with the pandemic, it was a little hard because not a lot of people were really buying things or wanting to buy a lot of artists um, out there. So I would say that I'm a hardcore advocate. So with my work at mm-hmm. the university, um, so I work a lot around economic development. And a huge part of my job is working with tribal communities and Native communities. Um, And I've been really kind of changing the perspective, like how Native people, um, that's who we are. We're artists, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We work with our hands and we're creative people. And that's how we do a lot of our, um, how we practice a lot of our, you know, our beliefs and cultures by creating and a lot of functional art. Um, so really trying to find ways to support Native artists, especially during the pandemic and hopefully post-pandemic. So that's kind of been my side project. And I'm really lucky to be able to be an artist working in a place that would, could support um, artists as well. So,
2: so Fahne, can you give us an example of what you do as the American Indian Leadership and Civic Engagement Liaison at the U of M Extension?
0: Sure. So um, I work under a matching grant uh, through the EDA, so the university had to match my salary through the EDA, so the Economic Development Administration. My job as a liaison is basically building up the relationships between the university and the tribal tribal nations. And so there's 11 in Minnesota, and that's a huge task for just me and my one colleague. We had one retire. It's like an internal external thing. I'm focused more on internal relationships right now. Um, kind of gearing up our team to understand how our communities work and how we communicate. For example, I held this open conversation and people don't talk like just native people are so shy at first and not a lot of people are as talkative as me, I guess. (laughs) So, you know, and you have to understand like people are listening, but they may not interact. Um, So really having to, I don't want to say teach Or, um, because I'm not here to teach my colleagues about Native people. That's not what I do. Uh, I'm here to indigenize or kind of, I don't want to say decolonize either, because it's such a buzzword. A decolonize (laughs) the way that we think about um, interaction with tribal communities. So if you know anything about the relationship between the University of Minnesota and tribal nations in Minnesota, it's Mm. not good. (laughs) Like, it's just... Um, there's a lot of tension there. It's a land-grant institution. A lot of the, you know, they weren't, um, it wasn't a good relationship and it just hasn't always been the best. Um, so there's a lot of motion going on behind the scenes. And I'm in, you know, like the president of the university system is aware of the work that we're doing. And that's that's kind of a s- stressful in some ways, but also exciting because um, the way that me and my colleague, Jason schlender he's from LeCouder-Ray in Wisconsin, um, that we're approaching the work is through listening um, and through letting tribal communities guide us in the work instead of traditionally saying, hey, I have this idea and I think that this would be great for your community, right? Rather going in, introducing yourselves and saying, this is what we have to offer. What are you thinking? So through a lot of the conversations that we've had, um, we've learned some of their priorities and hopefully through this pandemic, (laughs) I know that they're struggling too. We've been really patient. We'll be able to either do some type of like business leadership programs or leadership programming, something focused around community members. Um, And also one area that I've been really particular in interest for me in my job is focusing on powwows um, and the impact it has on local economies. And I don't, I feel that you know, I was a powwow coordinator at one point. I've done a lot of <laughs> coordinating powwows, and I don't think I've ever thought, like, wow, we're bringing in like 1500 people to the area over a weekend, and how, you know, how big of an impact it has on our local economy. So in 2020, in the pandemic, nothing happened, right? There's no powwows. So my little hometown of Ball Club all of that money that goes into that powwow. And we would have like 600 to a thousand dancers, not to mention the spectators. Where are they gonna spend that money, right? So I focus a lot on on that and hoping, and also wanting to empower our communities on being artists, right? We have a lot of food vendors and people who do cottage food businesses. So I really think about what skills I could help um, bring to our communities to empower them more to do better. I don't want to say to do better, but to be their best selves. Mm-hmm. Words really matter in my yeah. work. Um, yeah. <laughs> and because I, I'm i always telling my colleagues, I'm like, words matter. You don't go into a community like, I want to help you. Like, that's assuming that they're coming from nothing, right? In mm-hmm. our tribes, they're very evolved. Um, we, you know, we have really flourishing communities and some may mm-hmm. do them better than others, but we're all learning. Um, mm-hmm. And if you for- think about our history and how new it is, Um, Because I'm always reminding our colleagues, like, you know, it was the 70s when we were finally able to have powwows in public, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Women were able to vote before Native Americans were citizens, like, and that wasn't that long ago. So Mm -hmm. reminding those little things of my colleagues. And um, it's been a lot of internal work, um, but my liaison role is kind of um, just one step below, like, an educator. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of, supposed to be doing a lot of teaching Um, but more or less, it's been a convener, um, a connector.
1: You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're hearing from Fawn Sampson from the Leech Lake Nation. She's a mom and partner and lives in northern Minnesota. She works at the University of Minnesota Extension Center for Community Vitality as the American Indian Leadership and Civic Engagement Liaison. And she's also an artist many times over.
2: So, Fawn, we met through New Native Theatre. Yes. I got to see your singing skills and your acting skills, which is awesome. Um, can you talk a bit about your artistic pursuits?
0: Yes. Theatre has always been a love of mine. I remember back in the 90s when I was a kid. <laughs> I was born <laughs> in the 80s, but the '90s. I was in the 90s <laughs> and early 2000s.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kid Represent. With
0: my, with my little nine-inch TV with the VCR. A little karaoke machine. And putting on boatloads of makeup. Not as good as the kids these days. I mean, I look like a clown by the end of the day. Like with a blue eyeshadow. And just jamming out in front of my mirror. Um, I had my cousins come over and we would record music videos. So I was like Ooh. one of those kids. I <laughs> love... Like taking on personalities, so theater has always been a really deep love of mine. Um, I was always, I was like the only Native kid in theater (laughs) in high school. Um, In college, I did a couple productions. I was in a musical, Man of La Mancha, um, at Bemidji State. That was really fun. Cool. Um, And then we moved to the Twin Cities from Chicago, and I was like, I really want to do community theater. (laughs) So I literally googled Native American (laughs) theater. my cool That'll do it. research skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and New Native Theater popped up and then I sent Rihanna a kind of a message saying, hey, is this, you know, and then just kind of got roped into doing and helping out.
2: Yes, Rihanna's great. Uh, Rihanna Yazi is the founder of New Native Theater.
0: Gosh, I'm, I miss it. I really love the approach that the theater takes, especially being Native and had such a huge, strong identity as an Indigenous person. But I also do things like, I really love charcoal drawing. That was my first love, is just doing charcoal on paper. Very realistic drawings. And then Sam introduced me to acrylic painting. So I've dabbled a little bit into acrylic painting. Um, And we've done a lot of collaborations together as far as like graphic designing goes. And I always get asked to do like, hey, do you want to take my daughter's senior pictures? So I've done some photography. I do a little bit of everything. Um, beadwork. I sometimes feel like I don't love beadwork as much as I should. Being like, an, I feel like I have to because I'm a native person.
1: It's required.
2: <laughs> I am, yeah. Nay. It's so much required. <laughs> I can't even thread a bead. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I think it's. I've become more impatient the older that I got. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I have a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> Things that are quick and easy. <laughs> and my stylings is really, I love really bold colors, solid colors. We just painted a mural on our on our wall in our um, house. We were talking <laughs> about that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, we get our own house, and we can paint it however we want. Most of our walls we painted back to white, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that was a sense of comfort from living in apartments for the last fifteen years. <laughs> But we painted this really awesome mural that Sam designed, um, and it's just like three colors, big, bold shapes that just, I don't know, brings in the room. But mostly a love for, I really love singing, taught myself how to play piano so I can read music. And that's actually how I met Sam, my husband, is I went went auditioned for The Voice in Chicago, and we met at a karaoke bar. yeah yeah <laughs> awesome. it was literally such a weird thing i'm like this native guy walks in i'm like oh my god <laughs> he sang my song that i was going to sing it's funny how yes. dare
1: how dare he yes I'm joking.
0: and i refused <laughs> you didn't to sing get all sneaky
2: on him did
1: you
0: <laughs> no
2: <laughs> but yeah so you sang in never again augustine yeah i was gonna ask too. which was Thank you, Cole. Go ahead.
1: Me and my siblings, yeah, the sibling, the primo <laughs> siblings, uh, Bryce and Leah, and I, we wrote a play, ten-minute play for New Native Theater, and it was called Never Again Augustine. And you were performing in that, so I just wanted to hear, you know, if you remember any of that, you know, and uh, just how it was in general. I don't
0: know if I remember the lyrics to the song, so don't ask me to <laughs> sing.
1: <laughs> we we need you to do it precise. Recreation. Yeah.
0: Ready? Go. <laughs> there is fire. There is flame. Oh, yes. <laughs> Feels burning deep inside. Instant pop hit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was... It was good. It's so funny because I always find myself in roles being a young, a really young person or a secretary. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. You go. I, I get typecast a lot. I don't know. <laughs> and I am not a young kid. But that was... It was really fun. It was fun to be able to think... What like a younger to be a younger person? <laughs> and I have tons of tattoos and piercings. So yeah. <laughs> this little twelve-year-old girl, fourteen-year-old girl, has a bunch of piercings and tattoos. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so Fawn, can you talk a little bit about how you bring your talents and creativity to your day job?
0: Yes, this happens to me a lot, actually. <laughs> I've been on. Mm-hmm. I've been in many roles where. Being an artist has come in handy. So with my job, they didn't, we didn't have anything that was branded with like indigenous imagery. Mm-hmm. So I've actually found myself going on four years now with the university system. I don't want to say helping, but um, kind of re-educating and relearning. Um, professionals, even graphic artists, on what Native imagery is. So Guiding, perhaps. Yes, guiding. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Words matter in my work, yeah, too. <laughs> yes. I remember one time these people wanted to create this banner, and I was like, well, it's going to be Ojibwe-focused because I'm Ojibwe, and we kind of talked a little bit. I talked with this graphic designer and, you know, this professional, right, who does this from day to day. And I kid you not, the imagery that came up, was the Indians and the butt flaps and the Mm. fire with the smoke and the dream catchers, like, all of the above, you know, the very stereotypical. Was the
2: eagle crying.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exactly. Wolves in the background and the birds flying away while the men. Sam and I actually did a recreation of that. And... (laughs) I always laughed because it was all the like new age or older ladies that were in love with his dad who were like this picture is amazing and I was like it's supposed to be funny <laughs> <It's> not." <laughs> well, I had him sitting on a rock like it's going off topic but I had him sitting on a rock playing his flute I can't remember if he had a shirt off but his hair was down and then I like edited like wow. some yeah I edited some birds in there and some wolves and <laughs> animals
2: was it the cover of a romance novel it should have been <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh, for that example, being an artist, I was able to kind of talk through and educate at the same time about what these imagery, like this imagery, how it's harmful, right? Not all Indians wear butt flaps. I mean, I I wear clothes. <laughs> I call them butt flaps because it's such a fun way to like explain the imagery. You know what I'm talking about? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Indian with the, yeah. the chaps and the butt flap.
2: Like a mud flap, <laughs> but for your butt. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and that's always used right people always use those imagery so the way that we communicate and I wanted to make sure that um we were using images that were not your stereotypical like here's the dream catcher the f- smoke and the fire right um and always making sure like natives and um our stories so like this one organization wanted to took some things off the internet about an owl and owls sometimes can be, people think they're like bad omens. Um, so making sure that we're respecting our animal relatives and rather than saying a bad omen, I'm like, they're just messengers, you know, they, they bring us messages and we respect them. Um, you know, you depending on what their message is, you know, and it's our job to listen. So always tied in with education and then just being an artist, being able to provide and guide different images. So we took all of the butt flaps out <laughs> and I was like, you can leave the fire, get rid of the smoke, you know, or the, the dream catcher in the smoke. There was a dream catcher in the smoke.
2: Like made by the smoke? Yes. It was like, Whoosh. wow. yeah.
0: And um, so in my current job, I was able to use some of my designs. I like to draw floral designs a lot. So I created an Ojibwe floral and I also created a Dakota design Um, I did some research on some old Dakota um, like beadwork and I kind of incorporated my own style to create some um, Dakota beadwork or floral design. So we use that in our um, communications now and it's part of our image um, in our marketing and branding for our, we call it the Minnesota indigenous leadership network. (laughs) And we've done so many presentations around Around just being a Native person and working in just our communities. So I make sure that we're not using mascots or we're not using your stereotypical, just Native imagery. So being an artist helps because I'm able to produce my own work. <laughs> um, also, whether, whether it's photography or whether I have a friend, I'm like, hey. <laughs> You know, can you send me over some images and pay you so I'm able to use my huge network of an, of artists across this country and also tapping into Sam's network um, and being able to lift up other artists as well, like and bringing them into these spaces to be, you know, hey, can you design this for us or um, whatever the whatever the case may be. So,
2: Yeah. And then to bring it kind of back around to your work um, kind of in that relationship building. Uh, with Tribal Nations and the U, Uh, how the Mm -hmm. artwork is a part of that relationship building.
0: Yeah, it is, because people are able to identify and see themselves in imagery in a positive way.
2: You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're chatting with Vaughn Sampson from the Leech Lake Nation. She's a mom, she's a partner, she lives in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, and she's an artist. If ever there was one, many enjoying many types of art. And she also works at the U of M Extension. Okay, let's see. So Sam Sochi, we asked him last time what we should ask you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah.
2: Cole, do you remember the question?
1: Didn't he? I think I think he asked, "When are you going to do a live performance <laughs> or something like that?"
0: Never. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when? So he performs a lot with Kesicola, and he is notorious for like calling you out and bringing you on stage. So mm-hmm. every time I'm around a performance <laughs> with Kesicola, I hide. <laughs> But I'm like, I don't like being put on the spot because I just get so nervous because I'm such a perfectionist. Uh-huh. And Sam's always trying to get me on stage to perform with him. And he's just always, I I don't know if I'm just like this super humble Ojibwe, like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> like um, I'm a little more shy when it comes to it. But I mean, he, I'm like, you grew up like just being in front of people all the time. And I've just had such a different experience. Like, being one of one of maybe a couple people in my like class or in my space that was an indigenous artist like in my high school right i was the one that was most involved so there was a lot of expectation that i had for myself so i don't know if i just i'm traumatized from like having high expectations that i just can't get myself to perform oh
2: um so fun how do you see your work developing in the next few years
0: oh my gosh So Sam and I work under the name Kuskana Designs, which means left-hand designs (laughs) because he's left-handed. And his father was left-handed too. So it was kind of owed to his dad. I hope that him and I will have this thriving, like screen printing business. Our dream is to take it to festivals and to collaborate and do fun things with it and make it really interactive. And I also would love... To be involved in theater again. I don't know if I'll do as much bead work, not gonna lie. Take my take my tribal ID away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I wanna be more like physically involved with arts. And I actually might, don't tell Sam this, but I might want to start picking up loop dancing. Because we have a yard now and we have space. Now that we bought a home, you know, that basic needs is met and I feel like we're just gonna have our studio and get a lot done so I'm really I'm really excited for the next five years plus um and not to mention our son um being able to create art with him I let him draw on our walls (laughs) I create spaces for him to draw on the walls so he took chalk one day and he's like I Mm -hmm. did it and I was like oh good job all of our newly painted (laughs) wall
2: good job (laughs) um yeah that's wonderful yeah. That's really great.
0: So keep an eye out for Cuscana Designs. Yeah.
2: Cuscana. Cuscana. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Fawn. I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to me great. talk about art and your role at the uh, U of M Extension.
0: Thank you. It's been fun to revisit being my, my artist brain. It's been dormant for the winter, but I'm excited, and you've actually inspired me to get doing stuff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, she's just a great reminder that you know, art and life just kind of intertwine all the time. So
1: exactly, I mean, you can't—you don't need to keep them separate. You can, you know, put it into everything. You do yeah, for sure. I
2: like it. Fawn Sampson is from the Leech Lake Nation. She's a mom and partner. She lives up here with me in northern Minnesota. She's an artist and works at the U of M Extension. I'm Cole Primo, and I'm Leah Lem. Make waits for listening. Giga Wabamin.
1: Giga Wabamin.
2: Native Lights, where indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Amper's with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.